hey, what's going on? It's the third annual Halloween special of Life's a Garden. I'm your host, Nikki from the South. The Deep South. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have a spectacular time. We're going to do some trick-or-treating. We're going to talk about scary movies. And hopefully along the way, we can capture my brothers in a flask to save my father. So grab yourself some Popeyes and get ready. It's episode 123 of Life's a Garden. Welcome back to Life's a Garden, and a happy Halloween to all of you. And you know it's Halloween, because the Christmas decorations are in the stores, and the tits are out. So, this truly is the most wonderful time of the year. It's You get all the Christmas decorations, and you get the tits on top of it. So, what more could you ask for, really? I mean... It truly is like the running trope that Christmas comes earlier and earlier every year. But every year, I truly believe it more. Like, can we get through Halloween first before we start decorating for Christmas? Um, Halloween's awesome. We love Halloween. We only do two holiday specials every year, and Halloween is one of them. We do Halloween and we do Christmas because they're just the two best. And that's, I suppose, they're close enough to each other that they end up colliding a little bit there's a little bit of conflict and you know what i've always thought i've always thought it was weird to have like the death holiday or the 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 ghoulish scary holiday and then have to quickly turn around two months later and and be all cheery not even two months it's it's like immediately to be all cheery and it um lovey and you know it's it's like the most wonderful time of the year type thing you know but you go from the horror to the joy and it's it's like not it's it's too fast of a turnaround there needs to be more time in between nonetheless we are here celebrating halloween for the third annual year of the pot it's the third halloween special of this podcast um as you can see i am all dressed up if for anybody out there who doesn't know who was completely confused by that intro, I am Little Nicky from uh, the movie Little Nicky, <laughs> the Adam Sandler movie. One of my all-time favorite Adam Sandler movies. I this was always an idea that I had was always to do something with Adam Sandler, and Little Nicky was kind of always the one. The biggest thing. Stopping me from ever doing Little Nicky was having to shave my beard. And as you can see, I went through with that. This, and, and let me tell you right now, it is so weird feeling my face without a beard. A few years ago, I did, um, I was Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was like four years ago. So I just had the, the goatee. And then two years ago, the first uh, special of the podcast, I was Joe Dirt. So I had to shave my, my facial hair down then, too. But I had some kind of facial hair. Mustache, chin beard. This is the first time that I have been completely hairless on my face since high school. Like, it's it's been over 10 years since... I didn't have at least a chin beard. Because I for a long time, I just rocked the chin beard. This is the first time my chin has been exposed to the world in 10 years. And I got to tell you, I don't like it. I actually hate it. It's so weird looking. It's so weird to see me without facial hair. My chin looks weird as fuck. Probably because I haven't seen it in 10 years. But I've seen old pictures of myself. And I look fucking weird right now. But you know what? 
I commit. You, there's one thing you can't deny, and it is that I fucking commit to a costume. And here's the thing. And not only am I committing by shaving my beard, I'm going to be fucking roasting on Halloween. Look at this. I'm wearing a, a insulated coat. I'm going to have gloves. I'm uh, freaking uh, snow pants. I'm going to roast to death in this costume. But I commit. You can't deny that. I commit to the costume. I always do. Shave my head bald. Also, this wig is going to get itchy as fuck. It's already getting in my eyes. Um, but we persevere. We persevere through. Just for, for, for the sake of the bit. For the sake of the, of the costume. And it's going to be... I, I, if you don't commit, if you don't go all out, is it even worth it? And the thing of it is, too... With costumes anymore, you gotta like do your own thing. Like I pieced this together little by little. I didn't go out and buy a specific costume. When you go to those Halloween stores, those costumes that are in the in the packages and stuff, they suck. They're always so fake. Like they just don't. You you spend sixty to seventy dollars, and it just looks shitty. It looks like the most generic bullshit. And for any of you out there that do those, shame on you. Like, you are not putting in the effort. And, I mean, if you're a child, if it's for a child, whatever. That's fine. They don't care as much. Put in some effort. Spend a couple extra bucks. Make it look good. Because you, you can just tell when you put some effort in. And, and it's always, I, I feel like it's very much appreciated when you do put the effort in for a costume. Dude, I, I'm not even joking you, I went all over the place. I went to every single department store in Billings trying to find a puffy yellow coat. And lo and behold, none of them had it. Surprise, surprise. I mean, I should have known in the beginning that they weren't going to have it. But, um... So I ended up having to do the most logical choice, which was buy it online. And 35 bucks. Not too bad. I think altogether the costume cost me like 80 bucks in total. Not too bad. Considering last year, my Connor costume cost me like 150 bucks in grand total with everything I had to spend in it. So overall, not too bad this year. I'd rather spend a little more and have a quality costume. In addition, though, I should mention this. So, for Halloween, I got three nights of fun happening. Um, going out... I, uh, I, well, I might as well speak in the past tense because this is going to come out on Halloween. Went out Friday night. Went out Saturday night. Both house parties. And going out tonight for Halloween. on a uh, For another house party. Pretty much all house parties. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to go downtown Saturday night. I'm not sure yet. It's up in the air. So I may or may not have traveled to hooligans. For sure, though, I know I'm going out Friday night, Saturday night, and then tonight, Monday night. And because of that, I didn't want to overdo the Nikki costume. I didn't want to just um, run it into the dirt. Now, I know people on Monday and people on Saturday are truly going to know what this costume is. Friday, however, different story. The people that are going to be there, pretty sure they're not going to fully know the costume. So, I went with this number on Friday. <laughs> so, switching it up a little bit. Had a little bit of both. I figured if I'm going to shave the beard... Might as well pick another costume that's going to have a shaved beard. Plus, that one was cheaper. I already had pretty much everything or borrowed pieces for that costume. Um, so, I thought that one was a little fun, too. Be getting the gold bloom out there. Also, Sober October is Sober Oct over. So, I'm going to crack myself open a nice cold one. It's freezing my hands. Cheers. And now I failed at Sober October. I should mention that. I did, in fact, mess up. That was weird, too. I just dribbled 
beer on my chin and it went on my skin. And that was a weird sensation just now. But cheers to Sober October. I still went hard working out, feel healthy. So I'm happy about that. I am happy that I was able to accomplish that aspect of it. Um, sticking to the to the topic of costumes. Um, I, it's always interesting to see what like the pop the most popular costume of the year is going to be. That's why I go all out from left field. You know, like who's going to be Nikki? Goddamn, next to nobody. If anybody ever has, who's going to be Ian Malcolm? Next to nobody. I try and think outside the box a little bit. Um, but every year, there's always like the most popular costume. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon type stuff. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of... Um, gosh, I don't know. Like, What's, what's like the bo- most popular kid costume going to be? Maybe like Minion or... I'm sure Frozen's popular every year. I don't even know what big cartoons came out this year honestly but there is one that i knew i already knew was going to be popular and it's stirring up some controversy jeffrey dahmer one of the most popular topics it's 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 the most topical thing as of right now anyway it's horror related it's it's Everybody's talking about it, the the Dahmer doc on, on, or the Dahmer series on YouTube, or not YouTube, uh, Netflix. And so it, it seemed logical that Jeffrey Dahmer was going to be a very popular Halloween costume this year. Alas, people are, are enraged about this, right? Of course, people are outraged. They're saying, don't. Uh, don't glorify this monster. This was a true evil person. And I understand... Here's what I'll say. I do understand... I understand the the trope of, you know, we allow people to be Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees, other murderers. Now, I understand they are fiction, correct? Um, Jeffrey Dahmer is a real-life killer. He killed real people in real life. And so that's the argument being made because a lot of people were were countering that argument by saying, well, people are the Joker or people are, you know, Mike Myers, Michael Myers, and uh, they're killers. So what's the difference? Well, there is a difference. Jeffrey Dahmer did actually kill people. So all the people that are in dispute about this, they're saying, don't glorify him. He's a monster. And um, think of the families that, that that he caused suffering too. And to all those things, I agree. Like, I understand the point, and I agree. Now, my true opinion? Shut the fuck up, okay? Shut the fuck up. Because, first of all, people are just dressing up. It's a costume, right? It's funny. Like, it, it actually is kind of funny to dress up like him. And and it, and if you don't have a sense of humor about it, that's fine. I get it. You can be sensitive. You can be uh, outraged and upset about it. It's fine. Like I said, I understand the um, the notion, like the idea of him being a true killer who killed real people. First of all, that was almost thirty years ago. That doesn't excuse. The victims. That doesn't gain any leeway to the victims. Now, people make jokes about 9-11. People make Holocaust jokes. People make light of tragedy all the time. So for this to be any different shouldn't stand above anything else. It it shouldn't just stand out. But the the true hypocrisy of this, the true hypocrisy of people being outraged about people dressing up like Jeffrey Dahmer is that these are the same people most likely that watched the Dahmer series. Okay. So you're glorifying him by even watching the series because the series is glorifying him by even 
mentioning his name, by even bringing him back into the zeitgeist at all. For, for, for it to be the most popular thing to talk about right now in entertainment, that's glorifying him. In addition, and, and, and hey, if you're one that didn't watch it and are upset, hey, good for you. Still shut up, but good for you. I didn't, and I'm still okay with people dressing like Dahmer. I don't give a fuck. Dress as whoever the fuck you want. People dress like Jesus Christ, and that's blasphemy, but nobody screams to the rooftops about that. Um, how about Evan Peters? Everybody's talking about how Evan Peters did an immaculate job. He, he A stellar performance by Evan Peters. Um, should win numerous awards. Well, didn't he dress up like Jeffrey Dahmer? Didn't he portray the monster that you're so uh, adamant about, about defending the families of? He brought that character to life and on the, on the small screen for all of you to consume the entertainment of. But yet you want to award this man. You want to pr- to send praise to him for his performance. Now, I agree he should be praised for his performance. So apparently it was a good performance. I didn't watch it, so I don't know. But apparently a good performance. That's his job, is to be an actor. But did he not portray this monster? So if you're going to be upset with the people dressing up like Jeffrey Dahmer, you should also be upset with him dressing up like Jeffrey Dahmer. You should be upset with the director who film who 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 uh sc- created this this series. You should be upset with Netflix for promoting this series. And you should be upset with yourself for consuming the series. If you truly want to be upset about somebody wearing a costume. I'm dressed like the son of the devil. Does that make me a Satanist? Does that make me a bad person? No, I'm dressing up as a character. Now, I understand, again, fictional versus reality, okay? Again, people dress up like Jesus, who was supposedly a real person. People dress up like politicians all the time. They're not good people. Um, People dress up like a lot of bad people, let's just say. I mean, I can't give you specifics. But people dress up like bad people who are real. And that's, and it's fine. You know why? Because it's just for fun. Who gives a flying fuck? Who really cares? It's a costume. You're not glorifying this guy. You're not, you're not saying what he did was good. Especially when this... I mean... People weren't being Jeffrey Dahmer two, three years ago. Or last year even. The only reason people are being Jeffrey Dahmer is because of the series. They're doing they're basing their 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 costume on this Netflix series, not basing it on the real killer. Come on. It doesn't help that he has a look to him that is that is gener- like uh replicable. You can re- replicate it. So, just calm the fuck down, all right? These are the like these are all the same people I feel like that are like my culture isn't uh, your costume. Like, people can't dress up like Indians, or people can't dress up like Mexicans, or, you know, Asians. It's like, uh, or, you know, like a white kid wanting to be Black Panther. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, th- it's just as much a hero to a white kid as it is a black kid, but it's a black character. Like, come on. There's nothing wrong with a black kid being Captain America. Absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with a black kid being... uh Iron Man, but it's like, my culture isn't your costume, dude, fuck off, you know, you made an entire, you guys, y'all made an entire holiday bastardizing my culture, and you, you think I'm up in arms about it, I don't give a fuck, I love it, like, yeah, celebrate the culture, and the funniest thing about all of it, about, like, the cultural appropriation of costumes, the only people that bitch and moan about that are white people, or college students, 
it's it's usually always people not of that culture that are compl- that are like trying to defend the culture. It's 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 so bizarre and so just ridiculous. I will say having these gloves and drinking a beer is going to be swell all night. It's like having a koozie. Again though, I will roast to death. I'm going to wear like next to nothing under these. Um but yeah, so so that's my costume rant. <laughs> um Yeah, so god. The hair, the hair is going to annoy the ever-living piss out of me at some point. Because it has to be in your face. Like, it has to be in my in front of my one eye. You know what else is going to be tough? Having to constantly remember to to jack my, my mouth up. Yeah, I used to talk normal, too. And then my brother Cassius hit me in the face with a shovel. That's me now. And I accept it. Um, oh, here, here's, what I, here's something I really wanted to do just because. To honor the the person I am portraying. The great Adam Sandler. If, for instance, if for any reason you, um, for any reason you can't afford a costume, or for any reason you you just you got you got bullied out of being Jeffrey Dahmer, um, uh, here's here's a f- I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, honor the great Adam Sandler, and in addition, the late great Norm McDonald by, uh replicating his famous SNL uh, discount costume segment. And I will do so in my best Adam Sandler impersonation. If you, so if you, if you got bullied out of being a, uh, a, if you got bullied out of being Jeffrey Dahmer or you can't afford a costume this year, here's a few options that you could do that, that are just as good. I'm crazy one arm man. Look at me. I only. I'm crazy one hand man. Look at me. I only got one functional hand. But I would sure like to get some candy with that hand. So please have some sympathy and give me some candy. Or you could go as crazy beard beer. God, you could go as crazy beer beard. Look at me. I got a beer for a beard. Isn't that crazy? I'm crazy beard beard. <laughs> beer beard. It's a Coors Light. You know what would go swell with this beer? Some candy. So cough it up. Or you could be... I'm crazy water bottle unicorn man. Look at me. I'm a... I'm a... An <laughs> I'm an abomination to this world. I am a I have a water bottle for a horn. So if you could just please pass me some candy, that would make my life a lot better. So, candy. One of my all-time favorite bits that <laughs> SNL ever did. I'm crazy twitchy eye man. Just anything like that. Oh god, I had to I had to throw it out there. Since I'm being an Adam Sandler character, or here's the best one. Or you could go as you could go as uh one of my characters. I'm crazy little Nicky. <laughs> Give me some candy. Ooh. Uh, speaking of candy, trick or treat, motherfuckers. Or should I say Nick or treat? And that was Nick or treat. Don't get that twisted. We got all kinds of candies here. Now, a couple years ago, the first one, the first annual, uh, you can always go back and rewatch it. It was terrible, I'm sure. It was one of the early episodes. Um, I I talked about which candies specifically were the best. I can't remember if I ranked candies or not. But here's what I'll say. And I'm going to crack open some candies here. Peanut M&M's might, honest to God, be one of the greatest snacks of all time. You get a little bit of... You you get the saltiness of the nut. You get the sweetness of the chocolate. It's by far my favorite road trip snack. 
is peanut butter M&M's. Along with, um, like my, my favorite movie theater snack. It's just, it's just such a good snack in general. Now, king of the candies still goes to Reese's. Reese's owns the candy world. Nothing will ever beat it. Peanut butter and chocolate reigns supreme. And it's, it's soft. There's nothing to hate about this. It's the perfect candy. Now, another candy I want to talk about, which I, I also talked about in the, in the original um, Halloween special. Almond Joys. I have got to say Almond Joys might be the most underrated and underappreciated candy of all time. If you don't like coconut, go fuck yourself. Like, chocolate, coconut, and then you add a nut... It's just the perfect combination of things. And I understand people are not coconut heads. You might be a Coke head, but you're not a coconut head. But Almond Joys, very underrated. And I just wanted to point that out since I had the candy right here. Candy? Now we are in the Halloween season. And during this this time of year, we always like to uh, get a little scare. It's good, you know... It's the scary season. It's time. It's the time we we like a little bit of fright. We like a little bit of um, of the of the the horror and and just like just that that getting a scare, getting a good scare in. Right? You know, that's the time of year. Well, I'm gonna tell you about something that happened to me that truly was terrifying. Maybe. And I'm not exaggerating this. One of the most terrifying moments of my entire life. Um, this involves my trip to Denver. Um, so, first of all, let me just give you a brief synopsis of my trip to Denver, since I haven't had the opportunity to do so yet. Um, went down. The trip down was actually fairly fast. It, it didn't seem like it was as long as it usually is. I did get to watch the UFC fights on the phone. I bought them, watched them on the phone. By the way, let me just take a brief detour. Um, you know me. I love Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley is my boy. I don't think he won that fight. I've watched it three times. It was close. Don't get me wrong. It was close. And Joe Rogan actually made a very good point that could persuade me to... Because I'm not going to deny Sean the win. I, I love Sean. He's my boy. Um... But he did say something that kind of stuck with me that, that made me kind of see why people thought Sean won. Um, yes, Piotr Jan scored the takedowns and he had control, but the damage he inflicted on Sean in that control and on the ground was less significant than the damage Sean inflicted on the feet. Now, I'm no judge. Like I said, I still think Piotr Jan won the fight, but that's all I'm going to say about that. And then, you know, bummer with, I, I can't stand those Dagestani guys. Like, I really fucking can't. I don't know why. I just have never been able to. Uh, I, I've never been a Khabib fan. I'm not an Islam Makachev fan. The one time, literally the one time I'm rooting for Charles Oliveira. I, I rooted against him when he fought Chandler. I rooted against him when he fought Poirier. I rooted against him when he fought Gaethje, and he beat all of them. The one time I root for Charles Oliveira, he fucking loses. Go figure. And of course, I lost a sports bet. You could have guessed that. Um, but anyway, good fights. Got to watch the fights on the on the drive down. Went to the game. Uh, got there. Pretty much just went to bed. Woke up. Went to the game. And we lost. Now, you would assume that would be terrifying enough for me. To have to go to Denver, waste my money like I said I was doing, and watch my team lose. I've had to do it multiple times. So I'm used to it. It's not as terrifying as it once was. So, uh, the, the, the gentleman that I went down there with, he wanted to drive back after the game. Now I knew, excuse me. I knew that was going to put us back home around 2 a.m. It's an eight-hour drive, and the game 
got over around five. We didn't even hit the road till about six. So I knew that was going to put us back home around 2 a.m. So I was prepared for that. I fully, you know, I was like, if he's driving, all good. I don't care. I'll stay up because I know I had to stay. I was going to have to stay up to like talk to him. And, and it's, I already talked about this. It's rude to fall asleep if you're the co-pilot. I, I definitely already talked about this. So we're driving back. Um, I'm loading up on coffee and energy drinks. Right about midnight. It's just before Buffalo, Wyoming. I look over and I see dude is starting to kind of nod a little bit. He's starting to get a little dreary-eyed. And so I'm like, hey, you know what? I told him, I was like, I'm feeling pretty fresh. Like, I'm, I'm not overly tired right now. I was a little tired, but I wasn't overly tired. If you need me to switch off so you can get some shut eye, let's do it. And he's like, yeah, you know, that sounds good. Let's, let's do that. So, so I swap off. I start driving. Lo and fucking behold, the second I take the wheel, snow. Start snowing. And we already know, Wyoming, it's windy as shit, right? The whole trip, the trip down there, the trip back. 40 plus miles per hour gusts, probably 60. So I'm sitting there, I'm driving. It's progressively getting worse to the point that I can't see shit in front of me. I can't see fuck all in front of me. The only thing, the roads are gone. It's just, it's snowed out. I'm following these two trails and I can see the reflectors and then it's just, it's Han Solo going into light speed. That's, that's all I'm seeing. Now, now the benefit to it being late was there's nobody else on the road, which was great. I was so glad that I didn't have to pass anybody. Nobody was passing me. That part was good. I didn't have to fear for somebody coming up and smashing behind me. Meanwhile, keep in mind, I'm also driving a vehicle that I've never driven before. For for reference, it it's like a F250. It was a it was a Super Duty Ford. We put the four-wheel drive in and um uh, but anyway, so from Buffalo to Sheridan, god, I keep keep having gurgles. Um from Buffalo to Sheridan, basically no visibility whatsoever. And and the roads are shit. From Sheridan to Hardin, roads are shit, visibility is better. But basically from Buffalo to Hardin, I'm white-knuckling the vehicle, or the steering wheel. I'm, I'm, I'm cranking my neck because I'm staring out. My neck is getting stiff. You know, I'm getting hypnotized. Hypnotized by the road because that snow is just coming at me. And it's easy to just like get... get uh, some you know hypnot like road hypnosis. It's already easy getting road hypnosis in general. Then you add all that, yeah, your equilibrium gets thrown off real fucking fast. And I'm just fueled on. I, I'm sitting here fueled purely on pissed and vinegar, as well as monster energy drinks. That's the only thing keeping me going. Mike's like half in, half out. He's sleeping kind of, but he's also like. He kept checking on me. Are you okay? You're doing all right? You're doing all right? And I'm like, yep, I'm doing good. You know, keeping up. And dude, it was so fucking stressful. It That literally is my worst nightmare. I've had to do it one other time. I had to sit through it a second other time. And it stresses me out to no end. To not be able to see where you're going in a blizzard. The... Uh, in addition to possibly, you know, road conditions being bad, possibly veering off the road, possibly having somebody come up behind you, possibly running into the back of somebody. Snow. It's dark. I can't see jack shit. It's literally the most terrifying experience that I that I that I could ex that I've had in my life. Like I said, I've done it before, but not to the distance. I, 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 this was a four-hour endeavor because 
We didn't get home till 4 a.m. 4 a.m. And by that, and, and so by by the time we got to Harden, the the roads were much more clear, and the visibility was like perfect. But it's still dark, so I can't see landmarks. And I'm going still like 60 because the roads are like 50-50. And I and I was like, I already made it this far. I am not going off the road. I'm not gonna fuck this up now. So. So the, the trip from Harden to home felt like an eternity because by this point, I'm not as stressed out. So I, the tiredness is starting to seep in. That's the other addition that you add to it. You add the snow, you add the dark, and you add being awake for 21 hours. When we finally got into Billings, we're, we're, we're just driving in and I'm just like, I, I am... A nervous wreck. I'm, I'm coming down off this adrenaline spike because trust me, when I was driving through that stuff, I was not tired in the least. My adrenaline was going full throttle. So I'm starting to come down. I'm already just tired in general, and now I'm having a, a not only a caffeine dump but an adrenaline dump. And um, I'm sitting at this light. We're sitting at this light just, just two blocks from my house. I had the radio on just to like keep my concentration. And what song pops on? We are the champions, my friend. And I'm sitting there at this light. And I say to myself, this is for me. This song is for me. Because I got us through that shit. And when when I was driving, I was praying to God to to watch over me, to to guide me and to make sure I we got home safe. I prayed to to God, which is very strange to say dressed like the son of the devil. But I prayed. And once I once I was sitting at that light and we all the champions came on, that was God telling me, "Good job, buddy. You did good." And I swear to you, when I think about it, there was some divine intervention at play. Because for me to switch off exactly when I did, with with Mike being as tired as he was, and I don't know that he would have been able to do that quite as as well as I did. No offense to Mike, I'm just making assumptions here. But there, there was a reason that I got put in the driver's seat right before that snowfall. And I was able to get us through it. And I'll tell you what. When I got home, and I'm, dude, I'm tired as shit. But, but now, now that the fear is gone, now that I've made it through this and faced one of my greatest fears, I'm starting to feel like a goddamn champ. Like, like we are the champions. I'm literally over here feeling like on top of the world. Like I accomplished Everest. You know what I mean? Like I fa- I stared death and fear in the face and overcame it. And it was just like this this overwhelming feeling of just like accomplishment and like like success. And boy, when I tell you, I jerked my dick and dumped one of the fattest loads of my fucking life. I'm not kidding. It's true. When they say. After experiencing. An, a high adrenaline. Experience. After after going through a high adrenaline experience. The first thing you need to do. Is fuck. Is have sex. They're not lying. Because. Coming off an adrenaline dump like that, after facing something like that, after facing your fears, you're going to shoot ropes. I'm telling you, I experienced it. You will shoot the biggest ropes of your life. That, so if I ever have to experience something adrenaline pumping ever again, I'm going to be doing some adrenaline humping. 
immediately after because that was a goddamn glorious orgasm. And I know how much you appreciate me telling you that. These are the things that you want to know. I understand. I know that. That's what you tune in for. It's for, it's for the hard-hitting news. And that's the hard-hitting news. But I'm telling you, that was... I mean, if we're in the season of spooks, that fucking terrified me. It was one of the most terrifying moments of my life. But I overcame it, and I felt like a goddamn warrior afterwards. It was so awesome. Do I want to do it again? Hell to the no. But I, I went through it, and I came out the other side. So... What can you? What can I say about that? Um, moving on. After that beautiful story that I just told you, every year during Halloween season, during the month of October, um, if you're a longtime listener, if you followed the podcast since day one, and you've watched this, the previous uh, Halloween specials, you know that I like to really dive into something different every year when it comes to like um Halloween movies. Um it was several years ago I was really into like cartoon horror, like or not not cartoon horror, but cart- cartoon Halloween stuff. Like I was watching a lot of Scooby Doo and Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like that was just the mood I was in that year. Um a few years before uh, th- 3 years ago maybe. I was really into Rob Zombie movies. I really dove into the Rob Zombie movies. Two two years ago, I got I, I was trying to watch a lot of the slasher movies, like the classic slashers. And then last year, I got into the the classic movie monsters like Dracula and Frankenstein. This year, nothing specific. Okay, well there is specific, but nothing like broad and like 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 the slashers or the movie monsters it wasn't like a big broad spectrum there's there is one thing that i truly dove headfirst into and i just consumed all of it this year now keep in mind i did not have an an like a, a a large amount of time to consume entertainment between football uh house of the dragon and the movies I'm about to tell you, that's pretty much all I had time for entertainment-wise. So, the movie I'm specifically talking about, the series I'm specifically talking about, is Chucky. Now, I got turned on to Chucky um, by... There, there's, a, there's a really, really great YouTube channel called Dead Meat. If you're not familiar with Dead Meat, they have a podcast... They have uh, this series called Kill Count. And basically what Kill Count is, is a movie... It's basically a movie review. And they also count all the kills that happen during the movies. But they also give like little backstory, inside information um, about like the directors, about how the shooting process was. Just little tidbits here and there. And it's really fascinating. You should check it out. And... I recommend having seen a movie before watching it because they do have a lot of... I mean, it goes through the whole movie. Um, and I watched the Chucky ones. And after realizing... I, basically, from watching those, those uh, reviews, I came to the realization that I have been underrating Chucky my whole life. I, I have not given Chucky the credit that he deserves. Because Chucky might be one of my all-time favorite like classic slashers. Um the original movie is stellar. Like it's when you think about the practical effects, I always thought Chucky was kind of lame. I remember being scared of him when I was a kid, and then growing up I was like, "Eh, he's he's just a doll, like it's lame." But the character of Chucky, Charles Lee Ray, uh Brad Dourif does a great job as the voice of Chucky. And just the idea of it. I, it there's, so, there's some hokiness to it. As far as like the, the voodoo stuff. But at least it makes sense. Like Mike Meyer, Michael Myers. It, he's a human. It doesn't make sense why he's able to. Constantly come back to life. But with Chucky. It, it has some sense to it. Um, but yeah. So. 
so that's just what I dove into. I, I, I watched the first three. I watched Bride. I did not watch Seed because Seed is just not good. The review that I watched on it, like, I just know it's terrible. I watched... And now, here's what I'll say, too. First of all, Bride, super underrated. Like, I Bride is the one that people my age remember. That's the 90s kids one. Because the other ones were, like, 80s, early 90s. But Bride came out in, like, the late 90s. And that's the Chucky we all remember with the stitched up face. Like, that's the look that we remember when we think of Chucky. No, no disrespect to the to the original design, which was which was fine too. But um, Seed was horrible. And then, not till way later in 2013, Curse of Chucky came out, which still follows the same storyline. And that movie is very underrated. I don't think a lot of people really know about Curse of Chucky. Fantastic. The the animation, a little... Uh, just because you're used to the specific look of Chucky and it's a different look. But it, it's probably the most actual terrifying when it comes to the cinematics of it. The music, the shots, the lighting, the setting. Curse is probably the most scary, especially for today's modern age. Um, Bride is a little bit more fun. It's a little bit more self-aware, kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a Scream era where Scream was a lot more self-aware of itself, you know, making inside jokes and breaking the fourth wall, things like that. The original three are definitely more set to the story and more old school, which is great, you know, but it made me want to... Uh, I've never really done like a rating system of, of movies. So what I thought I wanted to do, just to close out this episode, it might be fun, we're talking horror movies here, Halloween time, is to rank the classic slashers. Okay? Um, and and so, so I'm going to base this on the characters themselves... The movies, and well, basically, I guess that's just it. I'm just gonna, I'm basically just gonna going to base this on the characters as a whole and the movies, including the remakes. Okay. By the way, the Chucky remake with uh, Mark Hamill sucks, horrible. So don't watch that one. And now they have a Chucky series out on TV. I think it's through FX or something like that. Okay. So classic slashers. Now these are the ones that I'm going to be discussing. Okay. Chucky. Michael Myers. Jason Voorhees. Freddy Krueger. Leatherface. And Ghostface. Those are the classic slashers. Those are, those are the ones that everyone knows. And so... This is my personal opinion, okay? And like I said, I'm basing this on specifically the characters, all the things that surround the characters themselves, and specifically their movies. In addition, I will also tell you what my favorite movie that I've seen out of all of them are. And and you're probably definitely going to hate me for those, okay? So here we go. Number six, and I and I'm I'm thinking this out in real time. Okay, I have not premeditatively thought of this, so I'm thinking this all out in real time. Number six, I'm gonna give to Ghostface. I mean, I think Ghostface is terribly underrated as far as like just the iconicness. I mean, everybody knows what that mask is. You see that mask. And you know exactly what that is. And out of all those characters that I mentioned before, Ghostface is the only one that I was for Halloween one year. I think it was like 13. 12, 13. I was Ghostface. It's the only time I was ever a slasher. Oh no, I think I was Jason once. I think I did go as Jason once. But I I specifically remember being Ghostface. Um, The reason I'm going to put Ghostface at 6... Simply, and and dude, those Scream movies are are wildly underrated as well. 
especially the first one. The first one set the it was the setter for teen slashers for the 90s and early 2000s teen slashers. The self-awareness. I mean, that's where that's where you start the whole um I know what you did last summer, final destination, uh things like that. You know, that's that's where that all began. Jeepers Creepers, the teenager horror genre. And so it, it's it's a trendsetter for sure. The reason I'm going to put Ghostface though at six, for one, I haven't really seen as many Scream movies as as well underrated as the first one is. And, you know, Ghostface, between all of them, he's human. It's usually, it's just a guy, you know, between all of them, he would definitely lose in a fight. And, but the iconicness is there. And so that's why it's six. At number five, I'm going to, oh, but, uh, and favorite movie from, from Scream is got to be the original Scream one for sure is the best. Um, number five, I'm going to have to go with Jason Voorhees. Jason's not as, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, what? But Jason really isn't all that. Like, I am not overly impressed by Jason. He doesn't talk. I mean, the first couple movies are kind of shitty, to be honest with you. Um, where like his mom is the killer. And... I understand very iconic, you know, the, the Jason, the hockey mask, all that stuff. Very iconic. He's, he's like absurdly powerful. I understand he's like cursed or whatever. So that, that makes sense as for why he can come back to life. But the movies just are not that good to be honest. Like they, they're, they're just not. And in addition to that, Jason's just kind of boring in my opinion. And he's overplayed out. He's he's way overplayed out. So for that reason, I'm going to put Jason at number five. And the only reason I put him above Ghostface is because he's he's that much more iconic, and he would beat Ghostface's ass. Um. Also, and then favorite Jason fr- favorite Friday movie. This is going to be controversial. I think is the the remake that the, that was in like 2009. I think it is when it came out. I liked that one the best. I thought it was the most well done out of all of them. I thought it presented Jason the best way possible where it's it's basically what the uh, what the original was supposed to be, but you get more Jason is all. And I just thought it was all really well done. So, that's my favorite Jason movie or Friday the 13th movie. Here's where it's going to get a little tricky. Fuck. Number 4. This is tough, man. These are all really tough. For me personally, again, this is my own personal list. Number four, I'm going to have to put Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yeah, Freddy Krueger at number four. One of the most iconic villains of all time. One of the most iconic horror slashers of all time. Freddy Krueger. Again, the movies... They just don't stand the test of time. There are certain ones that do. The original is very good. I love the idea of Freddy, the whole dream thing. Um, I love the claws. It's a very unique original weapon. He himself is very unique and original. The problems I have with the Freddy movies are that they're very campy. And the and Freddy, especially in the later ones, Freddy gets very like not serious, and it becomes less scary. Um, and that's basically my only gripe about it. But Freddy himself is just really iconic and awesome, so I have to give the nod to. I, I that's why Freddy's above the other two. Favorite Freddy movie's got to be the original, the first ever Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, very, you know. It's it's amazing. It's a great movie. So that that's my number one movie from from the uh, Nightmare series. Number three. Now this could just be me being a prisoner of the moment and uh, recency bias, but I'm gonna put Chucky at number three. 
simply because, I mean, before I would have put Chucky at number six, but I I do have recency biasy. I just think that the character of Chucky himself, now he would probably get his ass beat by everybody else, to be honest. But it's understandable why he's able to come back so often. And I just love the character. And the storyline itself is just good. Those movies are really good, to be honest. So I'm going to put Chucky at number three. And he's just iconic, too. Like, the Stitch look. Now, Bride, while it is a very good movie and highly underrated, like, I mean, the movie opens with Living Dead Girl. And, like, you get the stitched-up Chucky. That's, like, the classic Chucky that I'm familiar with, that I always remember. There's some beautiful shots when he kills Jennifer Tilly's character and the bubbles are flying. It's very well done. But the best Chucky movie is Child's Play 2. Child's Play 2 is just perfect. Because you don't need all the backstory. You already know what's going on. This, um, the kid who plays Andy Barkley is phenomenal. He's really good in the first movie, but he's back in the second one. And you get the the um the scene when they're running through the the factory. It's phenomenal. Now here's where it's going to get tricky for me. I'm going I mean, it's not, but I'm going to just go ahead and number 2 is Leatherface. Now the reason Leatherface is so high on this list, first of all, he's just I mean, it's really tough to to toss up those two between Leatherface and Michael Myers. But I'm going to say Leatherface at number two. He could easily be my number one because out of all of these characters, Leatherface was the single most terrifying for me as a child. Just the whole, like a chainsaw is just a terrifying weapon. It's very original. The whole premise behind, behind, uh, Leatherface in general, like the whole cannibalism thing, the the killing people and taking their skin, like all of that is just horrifying. I think the only thing that docks Leatherface is is the Texas Chainsaw two three, like everything after the original in in that first run, because again it gets really campy, gets very strange, hard to watch. That would be my only gripe about the original about Texas Chainsaw. My favorite Texas Chainsaw movie again could be controversial, but I I don't think so. I think this is like stands the test of time. Is the 2003 remake with Jessica Biel? Like that is the movie that terrified me to my core. It, it still it still holds residual fear to me. It, it's so well done. It's it's one of the greatest horror movies of all time, in my opinion. And number one, it's got to be Michael Myers. Michael Myers, classic. Easily one of the most iconic. Between, I think the most iconic, of course, are going to be Michael Myers, uh, Jason, and Freddy. But Michael Myers, to me, stands out above and beyond all of them simply because he's just a guy. He's a guy, but he is formidable. Like, he's, he's, he's strong. He's big. He's... He's not like Ghostface. Like where Ghostface is a guy, he's kind of just, he's like a teenager, right? He's just like a kid. Like he's hes easily beatable. Where Michael Myers, and like there's, now I, if I'm not mistaken, there is like the tr- the twist that he is cursed by the devil or something like that. But he's just a guy. And Not a lot of those movies are good. Like, there's not a lot of those movies that are not good with the Michael Myers with the Halloween franchise. So that's that's a big part of why it's up there too, and it just it, it's one of those ones that just continuously is is able to be remade. And I think out of all of them, that he has the most movies. Now here's going to be the most controversial pick of all of them. My favorite Michael Myers movie, the or my favorite Halloween movie, the one I think that is the single best is the the Rob Zombie remake, the first one. I thought it was so good. I I I thought I thought the original was good too. I just thought that it was really quick. I like that they gave the backstory to Michael Myers with him being a kid. I thought that was very interesting. I love 
just the shots. I think it, it does drag on a little long. The original has has the actor who plays Loomis, who is very good. But I got to give it to the Michael, the Rob Zombie Halloween. It's just, it's always been one of my all-time favorites. It's so good. That's my favorite. And there you have the rankings, my personal rankings of the classic slashers. And if you want to check out all those movies, be my guest. Those are my picks. Those are my top picks for each of those. And and what did I have? Three out of the three. Yeah, three out of the six remakes were my favorites. The Chucky remake sucks. The Friday the 13th remake sucks. And I haven't seen the new Scream. So I, I don't know if that's good or not. I've heard good things. All right, guys. That's all. That's all we got for this for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. A very happy Halloween to you. I am sweating my dick off here in this coat. I can't believe I made it a whole hour. I got to go two full nights with this costume. So pray for me for that. Pray for Nikki. But I could have some. I'll have plenty of beer because beer lowers the body temperature. I uh, read that in a in a beer magazine. Happy Halloween, everybody. Be safe. Have fun. And we'll see you next week. Most importantly, though, don't forget. Life's a garden. Dig it.